Do you have a wet basement? You've got a problem. Not only are you inviting toxic mold, a flooded foundation can raise serious structural issues. But here's the good news. Jackhammers and backhoes and other drastic measures are probably not in your future if you read our tips for sealing your basement. Hit moneybit.com, click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. Floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And welcome to this hour of the program where we promise to grant you independence from your home repair tasks. We're going to help you stay <laughs> on top of the jobs by calling us at 1 888 Money Pit. We're here to help you get those jobs done. 888 666 3974. Well, summertime means picnics and barbecues, but it also means you get all those stains from picnics and barbecues over the tablecloths in your clothes. <laughs> yeah, and if you're like me, it's usually ketchup or barbecue sauce or berries, Absolutely. even ice cream. So we've uh, got some advice from the folks at Good Housekeeping. We'll be featuring their picnic stain removal guide in just a bit. And if you're having that picnic on the grass, but it just doesn't seem like the lush green grass you've always dreamed of, well, don't worry. We're going to tell you why a dry yellow lawn will come back to life a little later on the show. And we're going to tell you what not to do so that you won't stop that from coming back as quick as possible. One critical mistake that most people make, we're going to help you avoid it. Also ahead, if a new floor is in your future, we're going to teach you how to calculate the right amount of material that you need for any room of your house. We've got an easy formula coming up. Plus, we're giving away 120 bucks worth of compact fluorescent lighting from Sylvania. That's going to help you change every light bulb in your house to CFLs. Think about how much smaller your carbon footprint's going to be. You could win this total green makeover by picking up the phone and calling us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Let's get right to those phones. Leslie, who's first? Jess in Washington needs some help with a tile countertop. What happened? What's going on? Well, we have a 25-year-old kitchen counter of 5-inch square ceramic tiles. Some of the tiles have become pitted, and the off-white color has become dingy. We've been unable to locate replacement tiles, and solid surface replacements won't guarantee us that our adjacent garden window won't be damaged. Do you have any suggestions? Are the damaged pieces sort of all in one area, or are they interspersed throughout the entire countertop? Uh, they tend to be in the most conspicuous near the edge, uh, simply because out of ignorance early on, we were cleaning off this countertop with uh, vinegar. And I suppose it has tend to eat little pits into the tile. Well, vinegar is a very, very mild acid, but I've never heard of it being, um, it being possible to eat away at the tile. But, um, Leslie, any suggestions for uh, ways that maybe we could replace these worn tiles with ones that are oh, complementary? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if they're sort of spaced out where if you popped, you know, one of the worn ones out and maybe you could put in maybe not even a five inch tile, but, you know, five by five of little one inch fun mosaics to make it a little bit more colorful or like a design choice or a decorative tile, something that's a little different if it's sort of interspersed and you can make it almost seem like it was a design choice. If you say that they're all towards the edge, you might want to think about doing you know, a border and then continuing it on the wraparound on the countertop as well, just so it sort of seems like it's a design choice. You want to make whatever you do seem like it was intentional. Ha-ha. Thank you very much. My pleasure. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Number one ask question here at the Money Pit flooring, and we've got John in New Jersey who's doing some work at his Money Pit. What can we do for you? I've been in this house uh, 25 years. I practically rebuilt it. I have hardwood floors that have always been finished with wax. I want to put polyurethane down, but the guys who are supposed to know this stuff tell me that if I put polyurethane down, the wax will come through. They're right, and you have some very rare floors there, John. You've been doing it the way people have been doing it for 100 or more years by using a floor wax on those floors. And if you do try to put, and I know there's a lot of work for you because that's just the way that is. If you do try to put urethane on top of that, it's not going to hold. The only way you can do that is if you had the floor sanded. If you go down through that wax to raw wood, then you could use a urethane finish and it'll stay up. But if you try to do anything less than that, it definitely will not stick and you're going to have a big mess on your hands. So you have to decide how much of a commitment you want to make, John. What would you do for your floors? I would continue to wax them if they've been done all those years. I'll tell you what I would do to, to freshen them up. I would rent a floor buffer with a sanding screen. It's sort of like one of those floor buffers you see the guys using commercial buildings, but you put a sanding screen under it, and the sanding screen will just uh, sand off just the upper sort of surface of that floor, and then I would rebuff it with some new paste wax. That's how I'd refinish it. But again, if you can do the paste wax, it's not going to last as long as a urethane finish, and you're going to have to do it again from time to time as the price you pay for that yeah. look of hand-rubbed uh, wood floors, which is just gorgeous. Well, it's a colonial house, so... I think I'll stay with it. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. You are listening to The Money Pit, and if you are hosting a big barbecue party this weekend or any weekend, we can help you get your grill operating smoothly and efficiently and get your next party all fired up. So give us a call with your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. And speaking of barbecues, along with barbecues comes barbecue sauce, like on your shirt. So <laughs> coming up next, we're going to turn to the folks at Good Housekeeping for some tips on how to remove picnic stains. You live in a money pit! Money pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, pick up the phone, give us a call, let us know what you are working on and especially what you're having problems with and you might need a hand with. Give us a call at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Not only are you going to get the answer to your question that you are working on, we're also going to give you a chance to win a pretty great prize. And this hour, we're giving away 120 bucks worth of the new Micro Mini CFL. Those are the compact fluorescent bulbs from Sylvania. And they're a great 
new small size, so they can fit just about anywhere a regular incandescent bulb does. But they are far more energy efficient. You will almost never change that bulb for, like, what, seven, nine years? And you're going to be reducing your carbon footprint, thus helping Mother Earth. So pick up the phone for your chance to win at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Well, it certainly is the summer picnic season, and picnics are fantastic, but eating outdoors can be messy for your clothes, your tablecloths, and that outdoor furniture. So here are some stain removal tips for the most common picnic stains from the folks at Good Housekeeping. First, barbecue sauce. One of my favorites, flush with cold water from the underside of the fabric, then blot with a liquid laundry detergent and sponge it off with vinegar. Interesting combination. So first you flush it with cold water from the underside, then you blot it down with some liquid laundry detergent, and then you sponge it with the vinegar and apply a stain treatment and launder. Makes you wonder, Leslie, that if you just did the stain treatment... Would it work? No, it doesn't, because I'm just sometimes very sloppy, especially at summer outdoor eating events. And ketchup never comes out. Well, it certainly will this way. Now, uh, what about those berries when you're eating those blueberry pies and things like that? Yum. If you end up with berries all over your favorite white picnic shirt, you want to mix a tablespoon of white vinegar with a half a teaspoon of liquid laundry detergent and a quart of water. Then you want to let your fabric soak for 15 minutes. If you have a super tough stain, you can blot the area with alcohol that always does the trick and then launder the piece as usual. Now for a complete list of how to get rid of the top 10 picnic stains, check out our next Money Pit e-newsletter. It's free. comes to your inbox every Friday. We promise not to spam you and we will not sell or give away your email address totally secure at moneypit.com. Sign up today at moneypit.com. If you have an outdoor home improvement question or an inside one, you know what this might be a good time to do, Leslie? A deck check. Making sure your deck is strong before all of your friends and family and fans come over to visit you. Questions like that, pick up the phone and call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Who's next? Susan in South Carolina has got a cleaning question. What can we do for you? Well, I have porcelain tile, beige porcelain tile with kind of a light gray grout. And I just can't keep the porcelain clean and can't get the grout clean. Do you just live in a dirty house, Susan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got kids? No. I have no. two dogs. Dogs, doesn't yeah. help. Yeah. Now, kids are pretty dirty, but dogs are worse. Yes, they are. <laughs> now, when you've gotten the the grout to a clean point which makes you happy have you ever taken the step to seal it no that could save you a tremendous amount of cleaning effort post sealing so what i would say is get it as clean as possible and then go ahead and get a grout sealer and you can get they make these interesting little applicators that are sort of small squeezy bottles with like a rolly foam tip or even one that almost looks like a nail polish brush that helps you really just get it on the grout okay so i would i have been just using bleach Mainly, you know, on the porcelain and the grout, and that's, is that the quickest fix for that? Yeah, bleach is fine. There's also um, grout cleaners and grout strippers. If it gets really dirty, you can use a grout stripper, which is a bit of a more industrial sort of strength product, or a grout cleaner, which is a sort, uh, somewhat of a lighter product. Both of those available at home centers and hardware stores will do a good job at this as well. Time to talk water management with Ralph and Marilyn. What's going on? I have a problem because um, I live in a detached uh, garage apartment, and the driveway that's in front of the house and the garage funnels all the rainwater that comes down uh, right, right in, basically into the space between the garage and the house, and it makes uh, 
what's my front yard, pretty much a swamp most of the time. Okay. And I'm wondering what would be the best way to build, like, an irrigation trench or some way to get that water from the driveway down past our house. At the, there's a hill, basically, that's behind our house, and if I could get it to go over that hill, it would be really great. Would that be a French drain? Uh, sort of that. It's called a curtain drain. It's like a French drain. Basically, what you want to do is you want to dig a trench that's about 12 inches deep and 12 inches wide. You put about two inches of stone in the bottom of that, and then you install a perforated pipe. Surround the perforated pipe with more stone all the way over the top. Then you put a piece of filter cloth over that, and then you put grass or dirt and grass. So you won't see this when it's done. And what happens is the water will fall into this area, come up into the pipe, and then run out. Now, the trick is you need to be able to take that pipe and run it downhill to get the water away from the house. Is that possible, or is it going to bottom out somewhere? Um, no, that's possible because the ground has a natural grade to it anyway, so Perfect. it'll run right along with the hill. Well, then that's what you want to do, and I'd break it out to daylight somewhere so you can always snake it out if it ever gets clogged, but that's okay. definitely the way to do that. It's called a curtain drain. When it's installed, it's completely invisible, but it'll stop that water from ponding once and for all. Okay. Well, that's great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Tom in Louisiana, welcome to the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? Uh, Tom and Leslie, it's good to talk to you. How can we help you? Well, you already did. All right. This is uh, good news. I put a whole house generator in my house uh, two weeks ago. Okay. And I probably never have another problem with the power outage the rest of my life. Yeah, isn't it terrific? But it's, uh, it's great. Tom, what kind of generator did you put in? Uh, I, I bought uh, from Home Depot. A uh, Guardian uh, generator? Guardian, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's a great machine. I've got one at my uh, house, and I love it. And you're right. Once you put one in, you never have to worry about power outages again. It's always interesting if you turn off your main breaker with that on. Yes. The whole house repowers in like yeah. 15 to 30 seconds. But just 30 seconds, yeah. Yep. It's yeah, great. It's a great thing to have. That was a smart move, especially down in your part of the country when you have a lot of storms and get a lot of power outages. Yeah, well, and in and, and my neighborhood... If it rains, the light goes out. <laughs> well, we're why. glad that worked out for you, Tom. Thanks so much for uh, letting us know. Well, thank you, and uh, have a good day, will you? All right, we will. Bye-bye. 888-666-3974. There goes another happy Money Pit customer. Excellent. Michelle in New York is dealing with some local troublemakers. Her house got egged. What happened? Tell us about it. Unfortunately, the front of my house is plastic with eggs, and, well, it's um, a painted white aluminum siding, and I was curious to find out what product I can use to get that off without leaving a stain. And how long were the eggs on your house, Michelle? Is this from last mischief night or something? No, it was just about a week ago. Michelle, here's a little trick of the trade that can help get the egg off your house. You need to mix yeah. up a solution of white vinegar and warm water. Are these um, stains in places that you can physically reach without too much trouble? Actually, no. I'll have to get a big ladder. Okay. Well, you want to go up there, and you want to saturate it with some warm water and white vinegar, kind of a 50-50 solution. And yeah. that usually does a pretty good job of loosening up the eggs and getting it off your house. If there's any way to secure that damp rag to the egg stain itself for a little while so you can sort of work your way around these stains, that'll help. Otherwise, you're going to have to hold it on there for a little bit to loosen up the egg itself. Okay. And will that leave a stain? No, it shouldn't. And in fact, if you want to be sure, I would start with one of the lowest stains possible 
and, okay. and test it. You have to be very ginger with aluminum siding because remember, it's just it's painted metal. So if you press too hard, it can come off. You have to be careful not to scrub too much. You really just more or less want to blot it off. All right, then. That sounds great. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Michelle. Thanks so much for reaching us at 888-MONEYPIT. Tiling trouble, that's what Art in Texas has got. What can we do for you? Uh, yeah, I have a uh, a little divot in a ceramic tile. It's about a quarter inch around and maybe about a quarter inch deep. I had a glass fall on the tile. It didn't crack it, but just like knocked out this little hole in there. And I tried Googling, you know, to find out about how to repair tile, if you can just do a spot repair. And the only thing I've been able to find is, you know, how to replace the whole tile. And I was just wondering if there's any kind of like, you know, like a little concrete kind of thing you can pour in there or something to, to fill it in. Is this at a spot where if you did some sort of patching repair job, it would see a lot of action? Like, is it in a big counter space that you use quite often? Yeah, it's uh, right there uh, by a counter in, in the kitchen. Because I feel like whatever you use to patch it, it's not going to adhere as well as you hope that it will. And, you know, with cleaning and everyday use, it's just going to keep popping out. Okay, so really the only thing you can do for that is either live with it or replace the tile. Or replace it with a tile that's complementary if you can't find one that happens to be an exact match. Right. Yeah, I got, I got tile left over from when they oh, uh, good, built the good, house. Good, good deal. You know, that's not that big of a deal to replace it then if you've got that tile. I would just do that if it bothers you that much. Great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Hey, has the summer sun and lack of rain in your part of the country left your lawn looking more like a hayfield than a park? Well, don't fret because a live lawn is definitely in your future if you don't do this. Find out what it is next. Money Pit is brought to you by Bear Premium Plus Ultra Exterior Paint and Primer in One with advanced NanoGuard technology to help you save time and money while preserving your home's exterior finish. For more information, visit Bear.com. That's B-E-H-R.com. Bear products are available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming to you free at one eight 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 Money Pit is the answer to your home improvement question. Pick up the phone, give us a call. We'd love to help you out. I'm Tom Kreitler, and I'm Leslie Segretti. All right. So before the break, we were talking about lawns. If you're looking out the windows of your house and you're seeing something that looks more like a yellow, dried-out hayfield rather than that beautiful green, lush lawn that your neighbors have, or perhaps you're just dreaming of, we can help. If you find that your lawn is looking a little dry and crunchy in the wrong color. Don't worry, because lawns, they can easily be affected by summer droughts, and they are way smarter than you think. That's right. Your lawn is thinking all the time. Even though it looks dead, it's really just dormant. It's taking a nap, and it's going to come back to its lush look when the rain returns and it gets all the water it needs. If you want to prevent any further damage to this dormant area of your lawn, just try not to walk on it. Really, anything you can do, caution tape, police tape, mini fences, (laughs) just keep people away, and that lawn will be green before you know it. Maybe one of those invisible fences. Oh, no. Then you, all your friends and neighbors would have to wear the they collar. They have to wear the collar. <laughs> <laughs> 888-666-3974. We promise not to shock you with the answers to your home improvement questions. So pick up the phone and call us right now. Let's get back to the phones. Leslie, who's next? Gwen in Florida's got mold on her mind. How can we help you? Oh, I just need some help with my... I don't know if it's a mold problem or what it is exactly. We had water leakage in a common wall between two rooms. Okay. 
one of the rooms is the, is the bathroom, and it's right where the shower is. The other room is an office, and the office smells kind of musty and icky, and we did get the roof repaired where we know the leak was coming from, but, but I have to tear out the whole wall to find out. If How a, long did it stay wet, Gwen? It was during the hurricane, the last yucky hurricane that came through here. But, I mean, was it like a few days or something like that? When I realized it was wet, I cleaned everything up from the inside, and then the, the guy didn't come fix the roof for about six months. Oh, well, geez, it might, it, you may have a mold problem. If that stayed wet for six months, Lord knows what you're going to find inside that wall. And kept getting wetter and wetter due to yeah, you know, continuing yeah, rain. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think in this case, it probably it, it probably might be a pretty good idea to, to remove and replace that drywall in that area and see what you got. Boy, the one yeah. side is a, is a custom shower that's about... Well, can't you do it from the other side? If we do it from the other side, it's... I guess we can try that. That would certainly be easier. Well, if you had the option of opening up a shower wall and opening up a regular drywall wall, you would simply open up the drywall wall. Because the drywall wall is probably where the mold is growing. If your shower wall has tile or any sort of waterproof material on top of it, you're dealing with a waterproof backer board of some sort. So the problem is definitely within the framework or that drywall. And, you know, drywall, while it seems like a major job to open that wall up, it's not. And it's not that hard to fix it. You will feel so good about yourself if you do this project because it is very simple to replace drywall. Oh, I'd love to try that, but I'm not sure I know how. (laughs) Well, it's not difficult to do, Gwen. Maybe you can get somebody to help you. But but basically what you're going to want to do is very simply, if you start at the corner... You're going to cut that first with a utility knife, and then you're going to identify... Because there's some tape in that corner. Yep, and you're going to identify where the stud is in the wall. You can find that with a stud finder, and then right in the middle of the stud is where you're going to cut that other piece of drywall out. And she'll make two vertical cuts, and then once you have the vertical cut, you'll also cut it across the ceiling. Then you can remove that whole thing in a clean way, because basically, remember, when you cut drywall out, you want to have a clean edge so that you can patch it back in just as easily. You know, cutting drywall is pretty easy stuff. And the reason why you split it on the stud is so that when you put the new piece on, you have something to attach to, so you're not just floating in space. I never would have thought of that. Then now you can do it. Okay. All right, Gwen, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Folks, this is not that hard. You can do it. Hey, flooring is one of the most popular topics on this show. So up next, if you're getting ready to replace your flooring, maybe you need some new hardwood floors, some new carpeting, and you're wondering how much to buy, we'll give you the surefire formula for making sure you don't come up short after this. 888-MONEYPIT. Stay Green Lawn Care Products and Gardening Supplies provide practical solutions for seasonal lawn and garden needs at value prices. Stay Green Products are available exclusively at Lowe's and come with a written guarantee printed on every package and label. The complete line of Stay Green fertilizers, growing media, weed controls, and grass seed help keep lawns looking beautiful year-round and are the perfect blend of science and technology at an affordable price. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. We're going to help you greenify your house because this hour... <laughs> it's a word I just made it up. <laughs> greenify. We're giving away one dozen double packs of Micro Mini CFL bulbs from Sylvania. Compact fluorescent light bulbs from Sylvania. 
These are smaller in size than the usual CFL, so they'll fit just about any light fixture you have. Plus, they'll be so much more energy efficient and save you some money for years to come because they last that long for years. It's a prize that's worth 120 bucks. If you want to win it, pick up the phone right now. Call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT, and you must have a home improvement question and be willing to come on the air and ask us. But we'll give you a great answer. May not be the correct answer, but <laughs> it'll be an answer. <laughs> All right. Well, now that your house is all sparklingly lit up with those beautiful new CFLs and you're being energy efficient, you're taking a good look around your house and you're thinking, this carpet needs some replacing. It's kind of seen its day. Well, if you find yourself in a situation where you are ready to get rid of the old and bring in some new, but you just don't really know how much to order, we have got the solution for you. You need to measure your room square footage. And here's how you do it. You need to measure the length of the room and the width of the room, then multiply those two numbers. Then you take that total and divide it by eight. This is going to give you the amount of carpet that you need in square yards with enough extra to be safe, but not sorry. This way you've got some to finish the job and you don't have to worry about running out midway. It really stinks when you run out midway because it never comes out great when you go back to buy oh, some gosh. more. And then if you have to patch things together, it doesn't work right. And then God forbid it was like a special order and the dye lot's not the mm -hmm. same. Forget it. Yeah. Well, this will help you out. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit with your flooring question, your wall question, your leaky roof question, your squeaky floor question. Hey, we're here to help you out with all of those questions at eight 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 Money Pit. Leslie, who's next? Now we're going to help Scott in Illinois remove some paint. How can we help you? Yeah, I'm trying to find out the easiest and quickest way to remove paint from wood trim and wood doors. Interior, hmm. or exterior. Interior. And, Scott, how old are these doors and the trim that you're trying to strip? Uh, they're probably since the 60s. Hmm, okay. Uh, so you probably have multiple layers of paint on there. Well, there's a couple of things that you can do. First of all, if you use paint strippers, most paint strippers are very, very toxic. But there's uh, maybe one or two non-toxic paint strippers that I like. One is made by a company called Back to Nature Products. It's called Ready Strip. Their website is ready-strip.com. And it works pretty good because it's not stinky, and it goes on, it turns color when it's time to remove it, and you can pull up um, you know, probably one to two layers of paint with every application. You are going to have to probably do multiple applications because with trim that hasn't been refinished since the 60s, you're going to find lots of layers of paint that have to come off. Okay, that's ready, Strip. Ready Strip. It's called Ready Strip. Ready-Strip.com. It's probably the best to work with on the interior just because from a caustic standpoint. And the other issue to consider is whether or not you want to refinish the trim or replace the trim. With trim that is from the 1960s, you know, it's not an antique. So you may want to think about maybe just doing the doors but actually physically replacing the trim because it actually might end up being a lot less labor and, and, and probably will be a little more expensive, but it'll come out looking great. Okay, well, I appreciate that. Talking ceiling repair with Doreen in the Bronx. Hey, how can we help? Well, I had a leaky ceiling. What happened was I had a, uh, my washing machine had overflowed. It's upstairs, my washer. Okay. And it had overflowed, and it came down through the floor and into the ceiling of the down, in the living room downstairs. I did fix it. I got some of that tape, that joint tape, and I, and I got that fixed. But what I forgot to do was sand it. And now it's like really uneven. It's like, is, yeah. it, is there a, a clean, neat way to get that done without all the powder going everywhere? There is a machine that you could rent that basically sands drywall and has a vacuum attachment to it. 
But oh. if you if you don't have that, um, you may be able to kind of do this as a two hand. What I would do is I would take a block of wood and wrap sandpaper around it so you have a flat surface to work with. And then with a with a vacuum hose in one hand and the and the sander in the other, you can try to minimize the dust that way. Just make sure you wear a dust mask because you and safety goggles and a hairnet for that matter because you don't right. want this dust getting everywhere. And by the way, while we're talking about it, I think it's USG just came out with a reduced dust spackle, and uh, it was pretty cool because I saw it demo of it and it was not nearly as flaky as the traditional uh, spackle mix so i think the manufacturers are getting smart on that and if you're doing a big project then that's something you could look into that's a little late for me now but (laughs) yes it is but for those that are just tackling those jobs now at the rental the equipment rental place and see if they got that sander with the vacuum attached yeah that might be the way to go all right well thank you guys very much and i just started listening to your show and i'm really learning a lot of stuff so thank you for that too well thank you so much you are listening to the money pit home improvement radio show i hate it when this happens you are working with your brand spanking new set of tools you forget that you left something outside it starts to rain and everything is rusty and ruined can you save that wonderful batch of new tools? We are going to answer that when we come back. Pit is being brought to you by Guardian Home Standby Generators, America's choice in power outage protection. Learn more at guardiangenerators.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now with your home improvement question or send us an email by going to moneypit.com and clicking on Ask Tom and Leslie. And hey, you can also check out our section on AOL.com where I'm privileged to be the home improvement editor. Simply go to moneypit.aol.com because this weekend I've got a new article up about lightning and protecting your house from being struck by lightning. And if you think that you have about as much a chance of getting struck by lightning as you do of winning the lottery, well, think again, because it's actually a lot more common than you think. Yeah, considering when I was younger, I got zapped by lightning. It came through the phone line because I was sitting on the radiator admiring the most beautiful purple lightning while chatting away on the phone. And uh, next thing I remember, my mom was picking me up off the floor, and we played the lottery the next day and did not win. Yeah, but you have a sparkling personality. (laughs) Well, you can learn how to lightning-proof your home if you pick up my uh, new article at AOL.com. Again, go to moneypit.aol.com. It's all there to help you out. All right. While you're surfing the web, like Tom said, you can click on Ask Tom and Leslie at MoneyPit.com and shoot us an email question, which we are always happy to answer at this point in the show. And we've got one here from Elizabeth in Whittier, California, who writes, how do I clean rusted tools like hammers, screwdrivers, saws, etc.? They're good brand name tools, but I left them out in the rain. Ah, well, the first thing that you could do is to very gently, usually you'll get a surface rust on it. I mean, we're assuming here, Elizabeth, that you've just left it out for uh, one day. Brief period of time. It's not like been undug from your garden from last year's plantings that you found these tools. If it's lightly rusted, you can use a navel jelly, which has phosphoric acid in it and does a pretty good job. It takes a little bit of time and elbow grease of cleaning the rust off of tools. If it's a little bit deeper than that, then you have to sort of abrade it. You can do that with emery cloth. You can do it with a wire brush. Uh, and then it's probably not a bad idea for you to prime that tool 
especially like, for example, if you had a really rusty hammer, I like to spray them with like a rust primer mm-hmm. and understanding it's going to come right off the head when I start to use it, but it kind of seals in all of those pores and stops that rust from continuing. Well, and even coating the tool with butcher's wax is sort of a good preventative That'll work too. step. And if you find that it's still even really lightly rusted in the beginning, you can use WD-40 and steel wool. I mean, those are all good tricks to give it a whirl. All right, we've got one here from Dale in Lincoln, Nebraska, who writes, I have an old wooden fence that is starting to not hold the nails. It appears to be untreated or painted. What is the best way to treat this to extend its life and usefulness? Linseed oil, boiled or not, stained, what? Um, I would probably go for solid color stain. It's got a lot of pigment. Sounds old, yeah. Does a really good job of soaking into that old wood. But if it's not holding nails, what you might want to do is switch to screws um, because the wood itself is decaying internally and doesn't have enough pressure to hold the nail. So I would switch to a, a galvanized or a plated screw and use that to attach any of the loose pickets that are falling off. All right, we've got one here from Independence, Missouri, asking about uh, a dog that's had some accidents on the lawn, and now we're dealing with some not-so-nice spots on the lawn. Doesn't Stay Green have, like, a spot treatment? Uh, there are spot treatments available. It counteracts the acid that's in the uh, the, the doggy do, and we'll have that lawn uh, patched and coming back bright green in no time. And, you know, there's also some good pet products out there. If you head to your local pet center, there's one called Dog On It and another one called um, Spot Away. Both work great to just instantly turn that brown spot green. Well, that's about all the time we have in this hour of the program. But do not fret. The show continues online at MoneyPit.com. In fact, you can reach us 24-7-365 at 1-888-MONEYPIT. If we're not in the studio, we'll call you back the next time we are and try to answer your home improvement question. And at MoneyPit.com, you can even search years worth of past shows because i'm sure whatever question is on your mind someone's asked it before and i bet you it's right there on our website at moneyfit.com i'm tom kreitler and i'm leslie segretti remember you can do it yourself but you don't have to do it alone 